0: Hello, welcome to another Kindling Helpline with Mothercraft nurse, Chris Minogue. Each week, Chris joins us to help you with any questions you might have about your baby or child. Hi, Chris. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. I'm Siobhan Hunt. I host Kindling Conversation. If you have a question for Chris, now is the time to give us a call. It's one kids radio That's one 543 772 You can also text on 0437-665-200 or if you're watching us live on Facebook, Pop your comments below the video and we will try our best to get to them. First up, though, we have Jane on the phone, Chris, and she has a question about night feeds and a baby who is four and a half months. Hi, Jane. How are you? Hi, I'm well, thank you. How are you? Good, thank you. Um, Tell Chris what's going on. Oh, hi, Chris. Um, I've got a, well, she's five months next week, a little girl who, um,
1: for the last probably six weeks, she's been waking twice a night and I've been yep. feeding her and I've sort of been thinking hopefully that will eventually go down to one feed. <laughs> but um, it's actually gone the reverse way yeah, over the last she's week. More. She's um, <laughs> added in an extra feed and that's also coincided with her being really distracted during feeds during the day. She's yep. sort of always coming off the breast and wanting to look around and um, so I've been wondering if that's why she's wanting to...
2: To um, feed have more at extra
1: night. extra at night and whether I should just keep feeding
2: her until that distracted phase passes or... Oh, well, that distraction phase won't pass. But okay. we might begin to gently, gently change the behaviour around for her. So how many um, breastfeeds would she have during the day? Um, usually around four to five. I've sort of been trying to feed her more often during the day after this sort of extra night feed has been added in to... Okay. Trying to get more milk during the day. Has um, she started any solids? She hasn't yet. Okay. Um, So, yeah, you're right with giving her four to five in the day if she hasn't started mm -hmm. solids. I think that would be really reasonable for her age. But I Mm -hmm. think what's happened is that prior to the six weeks, was she only taking one feed overnight? Um, No, she was taking three, then she dropped down to two. Oh, but she Um, just hasn't dropped down to one. Yeah. Okay, so let's try something really gentle that might be able to help her do that. And the more feed she takes at night, they do have an effect on her feeds in the day, which is what you're seeing. So we're going to try and fix the problem at night, and that will naturally get her to concentrate and feed well for you during the day. So what I would do is on the first wake-up, I would try and Mm -hmm. resettle her. Mm -hmm. And then when she wakes after that, so hopefully you know, at least after an hour to an hour and a half, you would Mm -hmm. then give her a full feed. So make sure it's a full feed, not just Mm -hmm. a bit here and a bit there and a bit sleepy, but make sure it's a really good full feed. Mm -hmm. And then the next time she wakes, if she does, then you want to resettle her again. And the next Mm -hmm. time she wakes, just in case, there's four wake ups, (laughs) um, you just give her a little half feed. So Mm -hmm. what you're hoping to see over three or four days is that she manages to push through to that second window where she has the full feed. And this does take her a few days to do it. But the more the message is that when I wake up at night, I get a feed, the more they will um, learn that type of behavior. And it's reasonable Mm -hmm. that at five months she either had one feed overnight or no feeds overnight so it's a reasonable behavior so i think now you're there you can give this a go and see if she will settle some babies demand feeds at night because they are hungry quite literally hungry but in her Mm -hmm. case it sounds like she's just distracted in the day because she gets fed at night so let's Mm -hmm. try this and see if that makes it a little easier for you okay that sounds good okay
0: and jane i'd like to say to people because um if, if you hadn't didn't have a pen on you then this afternoon we will have this whole show up online so if you want to go back and listen to this advice again doesn't sound like you're getting much sleep so (laughs) if you need to listen to it a few times it'll be up there if you want to check it out
1: okay great i'll do that thank you very
0: much good luck pleasure Okay, thanks. Thanks, Goodbye. Jane. Bye. You're listening to Kindling Helpline with Mothercraft Nurse Chris Minogue. She also has a book. It's called Bringing Baby Home, and um, that book comes out of about 30 years of experience working yeah. with families. And um, we do have a question here from Melissa on Facebook. She says, hi there. My daughter is almost one. I'm wanting to
2: transition her to cow's milk. How should I
0: go about this?
2: Oh, this is a good question. So, the first thing we have to do is um, give her the flavour of cow's milk because often it's very different to formula and also very different to um, breast milk. So, what I do for a couple of days is I just put like an inch of milk into the bottom of an open cup and assisting her, I let her taste the milk because they're really interested in cups. Like, if you've got a cup of water, they want to drink out of it. So, the first thing is to get the flavour going. So, um, let her taste that with breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And then I literally start and I take her lunchtime bottle and I change that to a cow's milk bottle and then after a few days I do the morning one and then after a few days again I do the evening one and she's on all cow's milk. Some babies won't drink it cold so you might need to heat it just gently just to take that really cold fridge cold um, effect off the milk so whether you um, just stand it in a bit of water or leave it on the counter while she's having breakfast let it come up to room temperature that might help but some babies won't take it straight cold out of the fridge and if it was two weeks ago they probably would have because it was so hot but they won't in this type of weather.
0: All right, Jane. Well, good luck with that. You are listening to Kindling Helpline on Kindling Conversation. If you'd like to give us a call, the number is one kids radio That's 1-800-543-772. Also, if you have a question you'd like to text to us, the text number is 437 And that's where our next question comes from, Chris. It's from Rebecca. She says on text, um, I have a six month old breastfed baby who's waking up 40 minutes after she's put down at night. I I've tried different times between 6 to 7 to put her down and giving her or not giving her an afternoon nap, but she continues to wake and will not settle until sometimes 9 to 10 p.m. I feed her to sleep most nights and don't mind continuing this as she only wakes once in the night at around 2 a.m. She started um, solid slowly, around 1 to 2 tablespoons at lunch and dinner. A normal daily routine for wake, sleep, milk and nap would be helpful. Thanks for your help that's from Rebecca.
2: Okay, Rebecca, so there's lots going on here. So she started two meals. She seems to have this difficulty going to sleep in the evening. So let's let's try that one first. So there's two reasons where they have that difficulty going to sleep in the evening. One would be that they're already overtired by that stage and and they're taking much longer to go down to sleep. So that's a baby who may have just Only as she does, only sleeps for 40 minutes. So by the end of the day, she's only had about two hours sleep. So she's a little tired bubba at that stage. And then the other part of this, which is also what you're doing, is you've got two meals in place. So the other thing that could be happening is that they're too close to breastfeeds. So by the end of the day, she's also hungrier than she has been. So um, I suspect that it's the overtiredness that is creating the bigger part of this problem so you might need some help and some assistance to get her to stretch a little bit longer after those 40 minute um, feeds uh, sorry 40 minute sleeps to get her to join two together so she probably needs two sleeps in the day of about an hour and a half and two naps in the day within her 12 to 13 hour day so maybe a morning sleep, then a nap when you go out, then an afternoon sleep. But she will need a late afternoon sleep um, to give her enough sleep so she's not overtired by the time you put her down. So this can be a little bit tricky depending on what time she wakes up. Then we look at how she associates with going to sleep. So how do you actually get her to sleep? We use some of those techniques to get her back to sleep. So depending on what it is we do for her, usually what I do is take the cues from what you're already doing and apply them for resettling. So if you're patting her to go off to sleep, when she wakes, give her a few minutes to see if she can go back to sleep, if not go in and pat her back off to sleep again. And
0: she's saying she feeds her to sleep.
2: Oh, I thought that was at night. Yes, sorry, it is not oh, night, so that doesn't apply yeah, during Yeah, so I don't think it applies to what she's doing in the day. So then it comes to the afternoon... Um, And the evening and if she hasn't had a lot of sleep between 4pm and when you put her down at 6 or 7 she's probably overtired and the most fundamental thing they do when they're overtired is they don't feed properly. So that might be why you're getting this unsettled period. So you've got a couple of things going on there. And then the second thing I'd be asking you about is when do you give her the solids in relation to her feeds to make sure that she's both feeding well and taking those solids for you. Um, so for a little four-month-old, I think they'd stay awake in about an hour and a half to an hour and 3 quarter cycle, then be ready for a sleep. And as I said before, a, a big sleep like two cycles in the morning, then a nap while you're out, two cycles in the afternoon and then maybe a short sleep around that four, four thirty mark in the afternoon and then feeding her well. So making sure that at that six, seven o'clock feed that she's not just feeding to sleep, she is actually feeding well and then doing some resettling. So I know there's a lot in that for you, Jane. So maybe if you take one part of that and look at that for a couple of days and then, so taking the resettling and looking at that, then taking the food and that final feed in the evening, it might show you exactly where the problem is.
0: And Canada I asked, we've got a phone call we'll come on to next, yeah. but um, I was reading that and thinking of my own experience as a parent where I tried lots of different things, yep. but not necessarily consistently. When you say try something, how many days do you recommend you try Try it before you try something About three to
2: five days. Okay. So a lot.
0: Yeah. Sorry, I just thought I'd mention that for you, Rebecca, because I know that I used to get really frustrated that nothing was working. Yeah. But if I
2: look back on what I was doing, I did something different (laughs) every time. That's why I said we would talk about what cues you would be giving her now, and then we would use those cues to give her the resettle that helps them to do the resettle and then we show the consistency and if she wasn't self-settling then we'd do the re- self-settling so it's quite complex but it's really normal behavior four month olds they're, they're you know really alert really awake really aware and we're trying to give the consistency to help them to sleep longer and to feed better
0: all right, well, good luck with that, Rebecca. Our next is question comes from Laura, who has called us. Um, she has some questions about uh, toilet training. Hi, Laura, how are you?
1: Hi, I'm well. How are you?
0: Good, thank <laughs> you. So how old is the little one, your toilet training? She is
1: two and a half. Well, she'll be three in June. Okay. So coming yeah. up. Coming uh, up, uh, to Yeah, three. I'm asking some questions about you. Yes. Um, <laughs> she is quite happy to, she'll sit on the toilet to do a poop. Oh. happily, but she will not wee. Do a wee Yes, uh, oh. she she will hold and hold and hold. She she definitely needs to go. Like oh, she's doing the wee wee dance,
2: her. jumping up and down.
1: Yeah, 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 and or she'll be, you know, we'll give her dinner. She'll go. Oh, come on, let's go to the toilet. Happily, do a number two. Yeah, and clearly is busting. Like, well, she definitely mm. needs to go. But she'll hold and hold and hold. We'll run the bath. She'll get in the bath, she'll wee in the bath. Or oh. if it's any time, like, you know, another time during the day, like she'll go after breakfast Yeah, and do her business. So
2: are you toilet timing her, Laura, or are you toilet training her at the moment? Well, I'm I'm
1: trying a combination of
2: things. Oh, okay. So i am trying
1: to – I would really love to have her toilet trained. Yes. Um, um, but – yeah she she won't cooperate
2: basically (laughs) because one she may not be ready but two she might be getting a mixed message because you're doing two different things at the same time you're trying to say to her you do it and then when that doesn't look like it's working you're saying okay i'm going to show you so what you might want to do is break those two behaviors up and do one for a week so toilet time her for a week with no pressure So, And that's what I would do because she's a bit confused but you do know that, you know, she will go on to the toilet and do a poop for you in the toilet. So I would toilet timer. So I'd almost put pull-ups on her and um five times in the day so mid-morning lunchtime mid-afternoon before the bath or before the bed somewhere somewhere in there um i would suggest her let's go and try for try to sit on the toilet so it's about the language so we're not saying we are going to the toilet to do a wee because she might feel the stress and the pressure of having to do it and she may not want to do it at that point Mm -hmm. so In that week where we'd say, you know, let's go and try and sit on the toilet before we go to the park or before we have lunch or before we go outside, takes a little bit of the stress off her. Um, Sit her on for a minute or two, not very long. Okay. Okay. Now, if she protests and is always getting off the toilet, she's actually not ready to toilet Uh train. So Uh, you might then take the pressure off her completely and say, right, well, we're not going to try for a week. And Mm -hmm. let's put all that away. But if she asked to go to the toilet to do a poop, you'd say yes and put her on the toilet. Okay. Then you go back, try that again. And if in that week you got started to get two or three wee's in the toilet, then you know to go to toilet training. So then Mm -hmm. you go to toilet training where you put a little underwear on her and a Mm T-shirt. You haven't got her very far from a toilet that she knows. And you say to her, tell mummy when you need to go to the toilet okay. so we're letting her instigate because you might be pressurising her into doing the wee bit, yeah. and she doesn't she's a bit confused so you just say tell mummy and you know she's going to have a few accidents but you just yep. keep saying that's sure. okay and you take her off to the toilet change her underwear or, and you, but you'll notice her starting to run to the toilet and you know it's coming together does she go to daycare Laura? Uh, only once a week so. and do they model it at daycare? Do they, they take do. her off to the toilet as well? They,
1: yeah, sort of. Perfect. At, at nappy change time, they'll while well, they offer her to you know sit, on, sit the on the toilet. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. So if you're doing pull ups in that week and toilet timing, just say to them, "I'm doing pull ups and I'm toilet timing," and I'm sure they'll follow. And she'll see All the right. other kids doing it, and that's going to help her. Okay. Awesome.
0: Good luck. Has lots and of fun when yeah. they do actually use yeah. a toilet. Yeah. No more nappies. But hopefully. <laughs> yes, that would be great. Thanks, Laura. <laughs> Right, thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. You're listening to Kindling Helpline on Kindling Conversation. I'm Siobhan Hunt, and joining me as every week in the studio is Chris Minogue, our mothercraft nurse. Chris has over 30 years experience. She's also the author of Bringing Baby Home, which helps with uh, everything yeah. about bringing your baby well, little, home. That's a very good bit title of you chose there. <laughs> and uh, we're also taking your questions now, so if you want to pop a question underneath the Facebook Live, if that's how you're watching us, please do that now, or you can give us a call on one eight hundred Kids Radio, or uh, you can text us on zero four three seven double six five two hundred. Lots of ways to get in touch. This one comes from Mary Ann on Facebook. It says hi. She says hi. My eight month old doesn't want to breastfeed when she wakes, so I'm having to wait a good hour or ninety minutes into her wake up time. Then I need to give her solids after. At the moment, I feel like I'm constantly feeding her, as she only has a two hour wake period. Any
2: help would be great. Okay so she only needs three breastfeeds in the day um, and it probably depends on what's going on at night. So because we don't have the night information we're going to assume that she has one feed at night because that's the most common reason that babies won't take that first breastfeed of the day and then that sets up the behavior over the day so where it gets out of sync. So if they have at eight months if they had a feed overnight it sort of throws the pattern out so we've got one of two things either decrease the amount of feeding you're doing at night so you're weaning her off those night feeds and you can use a similar pattern to what we had spoken about earlier in the show where you um, resettle her the first time she wakes and feed her the second Um, but if that feed falls closest to four three four in the morning it will interfere with the first breastfeed of the day So what we want to do is um, reduce the night feed and start the day with a breastfeed. The next breastfeed would become before her lunchtime sleep. And then the next one would come sort of before her evening sleep. So in the evening, six, seven o'clock. So she feeds Ah, (laughs) I've just been told you feed once overnight. So let's decrease that feed overnight to start the day with a feed. Now, If the feed is closest to four o'clock and you only give, say, half a feed then, you might think that when she wakes up, start with breakfast and then do the breastfeed an hour later and then her lunch at 12 and do the breastfeed at one before you put her to bed and then her dinner at five, five thirty and do the breastfeed before you put her to bed at night that doesn't mean to breastfeed her to sleep it's just that the feed falls just before she goes to sleep and that should turn the behavior around so I would try that so try three breastfeeds in the day morning lunchtime and dinner and reduce your night breastfeed and it should fix the problem
0: All right, Marianne, thank you for that question. I hope that helps. And Nat on Facebook as well, hi, Nat, says, "Uh, Hi, Chris, my three-year-old son is so afraid of the toilet for number twos and I'm stuck as what to do. He's great for number ones. It's becoming an issue for me now.
2: It does. And for some children, it is an issue. So the first thing I would do for a little bit is take the pressure off him and yourself And when he needs to do um, a poop, just say to him, just tell mummy, and I would give him a pull-up or a nappy to do it in. Just take the pressure off him for a little bit. Um, The second thing I would do in this case where he's sort of got this starting to be a phobia about it, what started off as as one behaviour has suddenly turned into another behaviour. And when you want to reintroduce it, reintroduce it sitting on a potty and see if it changes his um, thought pattern around it. And my third suggestion is that once a day at the same time where you feel that he's most likely to do a poop is you get a book and you only read it if he sits on the toilet but there's no pressure about doing a poop and you could regulate his body into doing it. But it is a real fear in some children so if, if it doesn't rectify itself sometimes you need some more help with it.
0: All right. Well, good luck, Nat. Thanks for the question. Our next one is a phone call from Stacey Carroll. She's having uh, a few problems with her four-year-old coming, getting up at night, and she's very diligently gone back, Chris, and looked at some of your advice for parents who have a similar problem, but I'm assuming that it's not working for you, Stacey. Hi.
3: No, it's not,
0: unfortunately. (laughs) So tell us what you've um, what's happening what you and what you've tried. Yeah,
3: yeah. So he's almost four. Yes, um, and he's always actually been a really great sleeper. But we went away probably seven months ago overseas, and he slept in the same room as us. Yeah. And since we came back, he's just wanting me. It seems, you know. Yep. So um, we still put him to bed. He. We take him in, read a book, and then I walk out of the room and I sit outside the room. Yeah. Um And he normally comes out once or twice and I just walk him back in. And then he lays down and goes to sleep. But then every night he wakes and comes to my room and wants to sleep in bed with us. Yeah. Um, I don't. I walk him back down. Oh, uh, good for Stacey. Yeah, sometimes I can him in bed and just sit outside the room until he falls asleep or sometimes he he's really upset so i have to sit beside the bed with him and and just sit there and wait till he falls asleep and then i can come out but um it it, it it's been happening for over seven months
1: yeah.
3: and it's, it's almost like it's a
2: Behaviour. routine now sometimes yeah I walk that's right and
3: his eyes are closed before he's laid down yeah he's yeah no he's tired, just in the
2: so, automatic yeah. pilot yeah
3: i'm yeah. just not sure how to just stop wake up at all.
2: Well you probably can't stop the wake up because children generally will wake up during the night, they roll over, they go back to sleep, some of them talk, all of those sorts of things. It's the behaviour about what happens when he wakes and that's what I think he's not sure of what to do. So Um, you can continue doing what you're doing because you're doing it really gently and nice, except that it takes up a bit of your night time, your sleep. (laughs) So the other only alternative is if he comes into your room, I just put a pillow and a doona on the floor and say, you need to lay down there. And that means that you're not getting out of bed and you're not giving him the attention, in inverted commas, because I don't think he's, you know, being naughty as such I think no. you're absolutely right I think it's just habit he wakes up he rolls over he gets out of bed and he walks into you
3: and yeah. he's waiting
2: for you to put him to bed and I would just say no you have to lay down there on the floor and there's a pillow and a doona, and soon he'll get sick of it and he'll just stay in his bed so it's okay. similar to sort of what you're doing as in that you're not really responding you're not playing into it you're just walking him back to bed yeah. and putting him down the difficulty is by you staying in the room is he's waiting for you to sit down before he'll go. He needs that sort of reassurance. Yeah,
3: exactly. Whereas exactly.
2: I reckon That's if you it. just made a little bed on the floor there, okay. he would actually get sick of being on the floor and rest assured when he's 21 he won't be coming in on the floor beside <laughs> <Thank God>. you. <laughs> be a so if he did he yeah. did. I would sort of make... Make your response now. You've been doing this for seven months. Yeah. I would make your response that you're not going to do anything, yeah. That okay. you, you're very safe and secure. You can lay here or you can go back to your bed, yeah. And it's the same when you put him down at night. I would say to him, Mummy's going outside to whatever you're going to do, have yeah. dinner, um, because it sort of starts from there. You're sitting there and he's checking, you're sitting there,
3: yeah. He's checking, exactly.
2: yeah. Whereas you need to actually say, no, you need to lay down and go to sleep, and I'm just down the hallway, you know, making doing, dinner or yeah. chatting with Dad or having a shower or whatever you're doing. Okay. Um and that might help him as well because he would fall asleep without you being around. Okay, okay. Yep. So good luck. You're Thanks. very consistent. <laughs> Enjoying
3: Great. doing doing well so far. <laughs> Great. Thanks so much. Thanks,
0: okay, bye. Bye. We have time for just a few more questions, then unfortunately that's it for us today. We've got one from Erin on Facebook. Hi, Erin. Thanks for the question. My three-year-old boy is at that stage where he says no to everything. (laughs) How do I get him to understand the difference between yes and no? I've tried taking things away such as outings, et cetera. So if I say, do you want to go to the park? And he says no, then I say, okay, we won't go then. But then I have to deal with a tantrum.
2: Okay, this is about you. Uh, so there's, there's parts of parenting where you ask a question to the child and parts of parenting where you tell the child what we're doing. And maybe you're just asking too many questions. Do you want to go to the park? Do you want to put your shoes on? Do you want to have dinner? And sometimes we have to make a statement like... Can you put your shoes on? We are going to the park. So that's a whole different different way of putting it. And he's, he's got very good at saying no. So I'd only ask the yes, no question if you're happy to deal with the, not deal with the tantrum, but know that a tantrum might come. So if you've said no about something and he has a tantrum, I'd treat it just like any other tantrum. i just let it go, let him wear himself out and then deal with it when he's finished by saying, you know, we don't like it when you have tantrums. You need to use your words, all of those sort of standard parenting tips that everybody gives you. So in this case, you might be asking him too many questions that answer, the answer is yes is or no. no. Okay. So, so a,
0: is it a common thing for three-year-olds yeah, really just common. to say no all the time? Yeah, yeah, no all okay. the time. Have you asked him if he wants chocolate? That's yeah, what
2: I, <laughs> and then you get a yes. Um, but, you know, you say to him in the park, it's time to go. We are going now. I want you to pack your things up. No is going to be the answer because mm. they're not going to. Whereas you say, in five minutes we are going it's now two minutes. I need your help to pack up things. So you're not asking for the no as to be the answer. So that when it, when the no is the answer, then you're just dealing with that behavior at that time.
0: All right. Well, good luck with that, Erin. Three-year-old good luck.
2: boys yep. can be tricky. I yep. know that. Three-year-old uh, anybody's
0: can be <laughs> tricky. <laughs> We've got uh, Bree on the phone. Oh, on the phone, sorry. Bree from Facebook. Hello, Bree. She says, hi there. My daughter is two weeks old. Oh, bless
2: Oh, so sweet.
0: And only and the only way for her to sleep at night is by holding her. How can yeah. we settle her down and back to sleep after feeding during the night?
2: Oh, Brie, this is sort of normal till three weeks. So it's not unusual that little babies up until three weeks of age and a little bit after that is they have this period overnight where they are unsettled. And if you hold them, they're as happy as a lamb. If you put them down, they squeak and squawk. So there's a little bit of this that is age development. Um, but what I would do just in the general is once you've fed her and she's nice and relaxed after a feed so you know you've fed her to the best of your ability, I would wrap her up, change an nappy, wrap her up, give her a cuddle, and it's okay to cuddle her. She's only two weeks old. Cuddle, rock and pat. But when you put her into her little bed, make sure you put your hands on her and continue to rock and pat so she has that feeling that you're there. And the other one is to tuck her in safely. So she gets placed to the bottom of her little bassinet, then taking a blanket or even a light sheet in this warmer weather and tucking her in firmly will just give her the feeling that you're still holding her. Then place your hand on and give a little sort of rock and pat and she might settle down. But it is very, very typical baby newborn baby behaviour. So a little bit of patience, a little bit of time working together with your partner so you can get a bit of a rest during the day or he might do the cuddles at night uh, is going to help you go through this period yeah well um, thank you
0: everyone for your questions that's all we have time for today and Bree good luck you know, hopefully you're still in that love bubble for the <laughs> yeah, first two weeks It kind of right. just gets you through it yeah. um, and thank you everyone who've put their questions up or emailed us or texted in um, if we didn't get to your question don't forget to check out the Kindling Conversation podcast because we put uh, these conversations with Chris up every week and you never know you might find what you're dealing with there already yeah. and of course if you want to reach out during the week. There are many ways you can do that. You can email us at conversation at kindling.com.au or you can send us a text to zero four three seven double six five two hundred. Chris, thank you so much for your time today. It's an absolute pleasure.